lawyer talk. Off the record, on the air, bringing the podcast world all sorts of awesome content about law, about life, about liberty, and about justice. You know, we've been, uh, we've dilly-dallied a little bit politically, and uh, some may say a little more than we should, some may say a little less than we should. Uh, And uh, just so there's a fair warning here, this is, may appear to be a political topic, but for good reason. It's just a topic about a man right now. Just a topic about a man. Now, Bill, so, I, you, we don't. Uh, and Jerry, uh, uh, Jeff is not at the table. By the way, we we mourn his absence, mm-hmm. but uh, he cannot be here. He's out defending. Out doing law work. Merciless, mercilessly, he is defending folks against the government hand. But uh, all right, so we've done criminal defense here for years and years and years. I am holding in my hand a big eight and a half by eleven packet of paper. At the top, it says United States District Court for the District of Columbia. United States of America versus Roger Jason Stone. Case number, oh, we don't have a case number on this one. Uh, But this is the indictment, uh, and Roger Stone was, is charged now as a result of the ongoing Russia investigation, Mueller's investigation. And uh, it's fascinating to me, I, I watched on Netflix or something, Netflix or something months ago, months and months ago. Get me Roger. Get me Roger. That was it. It was a documentary about Roger Stone. I never even heard of this dude. I guess I should have, but who knows? But uh, this guy is awesome. He is a fascinating character. This guy is a movie character in real life. He, he seems he, very animated. He's very animated. Yeah, he does things. He he does them his way, and, he, and his way right now works. We'll see how can how far it goes. <laughs> I mean, he started. He started. He found. He, he was in love with uh, when he was 12 years old when he, when he went to his first uh, Republican national, national convention and his neighbor gave him a, a Barry Goldwater book, The Conscience of a Conservative. And he said that when he read that, he was, that's it. He was on it. He was in He was there. on it. Now I've heard though, and now this guy's been a political, uh, he, he sort of rose in the ranks, I guess, Jared, with uh, the likes of Richard Nixon and then mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan and worked on all sorts of campaigns. I've, I've, What's interesting, in that documentary, I remember seeing that he had worked for both sides, both Republicans and Democrats throughout his career. He's sort of been a higher gun. I think he's got a political or a a right-leaning bent for sure, a conservative bent, uh, but uh, for both sides. But when I looked it up online, like today, to do this, January 2030, January, are we January 30 now? 29, 2019. Uh, I didn't find one indication that he ever worked for a Democrat, but I, I swear I saw in that documentary that he had. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, it, it's interesting that uh, he has been in the political spotlight now his entire life. When he was 19 years old, he was in the Watergate. Yeah, I, I mean, his his name hmm. came up there. He uh, he stated that he was like, his parents were freaking out. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're on the news. And he said that was just like one of the proudest days I had. They had him, they had him taking money, making donations to uh, the Democrat side, and he would put it under, like, the white nationalist party. Yeah. Right? And then he would tell the media, hey, they just took a donation from, like, the white nationalist party. And then they'd go through the paperwork and look it up because nobody would look at it. And uh, he was given the money to uh, make those donations. It's like $1,500. He's a strong guy. So his his name was listed in there, and when they were going through the Watergate, he was 19 years old and in that. I read an article, uh, it was on New York Times back in 2008, or maybe it was the New Yorker, actually, back in 2008, and it was talking about uh, 
maybe he had just come out with a book or something, and he is, he is pinning Watergate not on a break-in for political gain, but rather to cover up for strippers and all sorts of other uh, nefarious activities. I mean, this guy's mm. got a story about everything. He's, He's got a story. I mean, he, he had his own in 1996. He had his own scandal there going on when it comes to that. That uh, they found, because this is back before you had Tinder swipe and, and Facebook and all of that, you used to put out ads. And they're like swingers magazines. And him and his wife, they had pictures of them in there, you know, looking for couples. And So he's a swinger? And Yeah. And at first he was like, oh, that was fake news. You know, it got put out, got put out. And then finally at the end he was like, ah, actually, I ran the ad. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he you just came clean on it. Yeah, he was like, no, that was me that did that. You know, but that was, that was 96. But, you know, 72, he's 19 years old. He's working, you know, he's working with Nixon. Then uh, 77... You know, he took over, I think he was 25 years old, took over the Republican Youth Party as the chairman for the Young Republicans. And uh, then he was uh, working on uh, on the re-election. They for the, Reagan. The, re- the re-election for president. Yes. That was it. See, and then he helped and worked with uh, with Reagan. Whenever, you remember Roy Cohen? You know that attorney's Roy name. Cohen, you know, yeah, Roy, Roy Cohen, Cohen. Yeah, Roy Cohen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, evidently he ran into him at, a, at an event. And he walked up to him, wanted to meet him, introduced himself. And he said, oh, he's... Is is that your dad or grandfather that's running stone uh running running Reagan's uh campaign? He said, No, it's it's me. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, Oh, Reagan's done. But then he got Reagan in. He got Reagan elected. Then yeah. he gets to start the PACs, which nobody had the PACs before. Mm-hmm. Where you could take money and support somebody, but not from somebody. Right. Then he gets them elected and then they start their uh then they start their firm. It, and they become the lobbyist. They get him elected and then tell him what to do. And just hmm. become freelance. And what's his self-proclaimed moniker? The trickster? <laughs> well, he's, he's, I think he's got a few. He's got the Prince of Darkness is one of them. But, uh, the, uh, I thought that was Ozzy Osbourne's. Well, he's, 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 he's arguing over it. The, the dirty trickster. The dirty, the dirty, the dirty, trickster. The dirty trickster. He's got this theory. It's like when in doubt, deny. Yeah. Uh, when in something or else, lie. I mean, it, it's it, the guy is... A character of the highest He's order. He's got Nixon tattooed on his back. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, not no, just the word no, Nixon. No, no, the, his the face, face. His face. Life size. Really? And small, right in the middle of his shoulder blades. And when he was asked neck. why he did that, he said, a man is not finished when he's defeated. He is finished when he quits. Hmm. I like it. And uh, that is why he tat- that got that tattoo. He said, because that was, that was Nixon. Well, then this should be a very interesting... Uh, Oh, he Public is. case. Oh, I mean, he's, about he's got quotes, you know, and, and plenty of them that he lives by. Attack, 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 never defend. And he hmm. is a guy that, well, I mean, just to back up, he sort of lives it too. I mean, I, I know when he went and had that scandal about his ads and everything, he just sort of said, you know what, I did it. I'll take yeah. the heat. He's a bodybuilder, so this guy is a fitness guy. I mean, if you look at him, I mean, he's old. I don't know how old he is now, 70. 66. 66. And he is, uh, he's still sort of cut. I mean, he's not screwing around. I mean, this is a guy who is a a really, really fascinating character. And he's admitted that he's a libertarian Republican. You know, he, he, he believes, you know, in the legalization of marijuana, he believes that gay, you know, can be gay and, and and he's, 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 he's he's not, he's not going to defend against that. He's pro, uh, he's pro choice. So he's, you know, he's, he's different in his conservative realms, but he's. He still has the backing, and you get Roger. That's the guy. He's been, you know, since 19. You no. get what you see, right? He, and and he has connections, and he knows the people, and, and he knows how to get things done. 
And when they say get Rogers, they mean get him on our side. Yeah. Yes. And what's interesting is that in, in, back in, I think, 2000, Jared, I, I believe he was sort of vetting Trump or, or kicking around the idea of running Trump. In 1987. All right. So in 87. Then again in 2000 when that came up. Um, and, he, he, and, he, and he used him in, in what year was it there, whenever it was, uh, because Ross Perot pretty much took the election from Bush. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for Perot. I can hear the job sucking Clinton, out. Clinton, yeah, 92. Yeah, that was Clinton. a 92 one. So then after that, he's representing, he's working for Dole, and Pat Buchanan wanted to run. Right. And he knew that right now that he had a wounded duck that he was running anyhow with Bob Dole. And he was like, if Pat Buchanan's up there, he's like, it's going to be, for the Reform Party, he was like, they're going to steal even more than what we can get. So he had Donald Trump come out. Hmm. And Trump's on, on TV and ads, and you can see him, he's like, oh, yeah, Pat Buchanan, he, I think his best friend is Hitler. And and he's just, he's racist. And, he's gotta... and then he's like, he's like, you know, I would do a better job at the Reform Party. So he started going out. And uh, they'd be doing Bob Dole circuit. And uh, he'd bring Trump with him. And a lot of people are always like, why are you promoting, you know, Trump like this? Well, he was putting seeds into the reform party to make sure that they would poof out and wouldn't have the stronghold like they had with Ross Perot. Hmm. So he used him in there. But in 87 is whenever he started trying to get to get Trump to run when he saw him now, because you got to remember, he was a lobbyist. They got their firm working together and uh, which was uh, was it black man of Ford and Stone. I do yeah. believe that that's the firm there that they had, which we, we've all heard these names lately. Yeah. And so he's just, you know, he, Trump right now has got, he's got his casinos, he's got his fights, he's got his life. So he needed influence to get things done there. So he was a contributor to a number of people's campaigns. And he also worked with, with, with their office to get things to go through and get things done. And that's whenever they started hanging out, and he started seeing. Hey, come what over this to Atlantic City for the weekend, boys. Right, well, so here it is: admit nothing, deny everything, launch counterattack. <laughs> this is the guy <laughs> wow, that they have indicted, and there, you know, he he takes credit um, going way back to Nixon, uh, or he gives Nixon credit, I guess, going way back to sort of turning the working. Or the, uh, I guess, the middle working class American against the Democrats and, and towards the Republican mm-hmm. ideal. And he says, well, it got derailed because of Watergate, but it was always there. And he claims to be sort of the mastermind for pushing this this concept that, hey, look, we're here for you. We're here to lower everybody's taxes. We're here to uh, we're here to champion your rights, not just the Ivy elite out in uh, California. You know, we're we're here for the common guy, the common gal. We're here for you. And uh, I think he really does, in a lot of ways, believe that. I think in a lot of other ways, he just recognized and sees that is where you attack. That's where yeah. you get the votes. Um, but it, it, it's funny that I read another. I'll, I'll find it here in a second. But he, the, there's a there's Democrats that say he stole our concept, right? You know, you 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 take uh, you attack ruthlessly, and uh, you come at him, and you come at him, and you come at him. And uh, you get the minority votes, you get the little guy votes, and uh, turn them against the the upper crust, and uh, and it's been successful for the guy. Oh, what what's in the public domain is fair game. You know, he would take any small thing and he would find the dirt on you, and mm. he would get it out to the media. Well, now almost the reverse is going to be true with this guy with the um, media. You know, well, can you imagine what they're going to dig up on this guy now? Well, no, there's not much to dig up. He's he's yeah. pretty much an open book. He would he would conduct interviews from his swimming pool. 
He's a flashy, nice dressed guy. He's like a Howard Hughes. He's like, yeah, he, you know, well, he's, he's like a Zuxu type he, of guy, he, right? Yeah, you know, the, the, like, mm. yeah. The only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. Mm-hmm. That's another one quote. One of his quotes there. Um, he was talking about Roy Cohn. Roy yeah. was a Democrat, but he was an anti-communist and a master of public relations. He wanted to help me with Reagan. He told me to come here, or he told me to come see him at his townhouse. When I got there, Roy was in his bathrobe. Anybody knows Roy Cohn? Roy Cohn was a mm-hmm. piece of work, too. I mean, Roy, I mean he was a vicious piece of work. But Roy was in his bathrobe eating three strips of bacon burnt to a crisp and both halves of a deviled egg. He started telling me how he was going to help me set up the Reagan campaign, everything from union endorsements to office space. He told me to ride downtown to the courthouse with him. He had a young lawyer with him, and it was clear that Roy knew nothing about the case he was going to argue, but he, didn't, but he knew he didn't matter. He used to say, don't tell me the law, tell me the judge. He knew how the world worked. I mean, can you imagine when Roy Cohn is, is like, you're looking up to Roy Cohn as your mentor, this guy is a, it's like he just, he is cut from a different cloth. Because he was a prosecutor first, right? And then he went to defense attorney and he well, pretty Roy much, he was, Cohn, the, he, was the, he was the gangster's attorney. Roy Cohn was. The Gambino crime family. He stuff. was McCarthy's guy. I mean, this is oh, like. That's right. Yeah. The, that's he right. He started, yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's right. He was with the McCarthy. And represented. Uh, Bringing uh, all the communism uh, up out of the de- Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Roy Cohn. <laughs> that and, was Roy uh, Cohn. There. There's great old clips of those hearings. But. Uh, yeah, I, I, here's I, another stone. I believe in winning whatever is necessary, short of breaking the law. Hmm. All right, well there he goes. That's his defense, right? I do what yeah. I can, but or I do everything I have to, but I'll never break the law. But what's interesting? So Stone gets arraigned today on his indictment in federal court, and you know, an arraignment. This is a great way to segue right back into lawyer talk, but mm-hmm. uh, especially criminal defense lawyer talk. I love this case. I would love to have this case. I would love to defend this case. Um, but he's entered a not guilty plea, and that's what happens at the arraignment. Uh, but even before we got there, he was on, I saw him getting interviewed by George Stephanopoulos and, uh, uh, and another one sort of on the street earlier. He, he's all, what, what goes on here is CNN magically knows when the indictment is going to be served and they're waiting to get all the footage. So CNN I mean, they knows were there, about, they were, CNN was there before, <laughs> before the FBI showed up. Yeah. Waiting. Waiting. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? Yeah. And and I think eventually CNN claims that, oh, we just had beat reporters who happened to be there at the time that the indictment was filed, so we knew something was about to happen. I don't believe it for a second. No. I, I don't, do not believe it for a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, he, so the FBI comes, and apparently he lives in, like, in the back. He's got a body of water and he, in, that he can get on a boat or something. Oh, they had, so. they had a boat in the back there, too. The, the FBI brought a boat up from the yeah. back. They bring the, they bring the frogmen up the back or like the assault squad. No, he's, a, he's yeah. a man that, that loves being up front, and he likes talking talking to the media and he likes he, he likes voicing his opinion yeah and that at one point in time he said is why now trump says he trump fired him he says he quit um you know whoever whatever but he did say we had different management skills right one thing trump did not like was him being in the media and talking all the time yeah. in front, more than him yeah and it, one thing he says is trump does not like to be led and i like to lead hmm yeah, what you've he got was like, here. He's is... like, you can't pull Trump around. He is, you know, I mean, and once again, you got to remember, they've known each other for a long time. In 87, he was trying to get him to run. So it's not like there's anything new between the two. But then, well, you know, then when, then when they lose the one and then Manafort comes in and he's rolling it. Well, Manafort, that was strategically placed. So once true. Manafort got put back in, now Stone's right back on the trail. And, you know, this Trump election you know, is is one thing that will be in history, significant impact, one of the multiple yeah. that this one man has had. 
And he's never ran for office. He's never been elected into office. I didn't, did he ever finish college? I think he dropped out of college to go work with the Nixon stuff. I mean, he just got such a taste yeah. of it that he, he never had the headache of that. No, and, you know, yeah, and so I wouldn't either. Just a just a guy scenes. who who is a who's a hustle. And I can't imagine him getting along with the likes of Donald. I mean, it's like, could you imagine him getting along with Trump? Well, you know, this guy is, likes to talk, but now his lawyer has to say. You're not going to say a well, word. Now, hold on. Here's the thing. He was, up, he was on last right? night. He was on the news. I, I saw him on Fox News last night. He did an interview. And I, when I came and I asked Steve, I said, do you think that uh, they'll place a gag order? Just, mm. you know, to, to, they did not. And uh, he's going to be right back out. He's going to be right up front. He's, I do believe that I'd heard about him bits and pieces. Last night, I watched that documentary you just talked about. And then I'm, I was looking up old newsreels. Uh, of him speaking, and and I when I watched him different interviews, and uh, he's loving this. Oh yeah, this is this is this is a this is a this is a, a pinnacle movement, especially if he wins, because now we got to remember how and why did he get indicted? Well, and we're gonna get to that yeah. in a second, and it, it, I've got some thoughts on it, but even before then, Bill. So this guy gets indicted. I mean, and and imagine this. I mean, this isn't like he's indicted on some local. Uh, theft yeah. or grift case. Ticky tack. This is a world news right. event. I mean, this is a world news investigation, a world news event. They're trying to take down the president of the United States by investigation. There's political mud getting flung all over the place in D.C. and everywhere else. And uh, this guy gets indicted. What does he do? He goes and talks to George Stephanopoulos <laughs> on TV before he's even arraigned. And uh, I watched this interview, and Stephanopoulos is like, well, don't you think that, you know, most people wouldn't even give a statement like this? He goes, well, I got to tell you, George, I just want everybody to know that you know, the point he's trying to make is how unfair this was because the FBI came guns blazing. He's like, look, I'm 67 years old. I got no money. I got an expired passport. I've been working with these people for months and months and months. I'm not a flight risk. Don't why? I want to know why. I don't own any guns. Mm -hmm. This is absurd. Why would they do this? And Stephanopoulos is like, uh, well, you know, I've been told by, he goes, I don't want to say, no, let me tell you. Uh, like he might be a lawyer's nightmare, man, this guy. Well, that's what Jared you asked know, me. He's like, right? would you gag him up? And I, I said, no, I wouldn't even try. I mean, it's like, if you try to change that guy, it is a bad strategy. I mean, you might Especially be able to try to. trial, yeah. It's like, if you've got a, a raving, a raging bull, right? It's like, if you've got that. Just point him in a direction and say, "This is right. the best direction you could possibly go." Look, I'd rather you not rage, but if you're going to, just go that way. Right? You know, yeah. you, you know, you're not going to stop it. <clears throat> Politics is showbiz for ugly people. That's another stone quote right awesome. there. Awesome. So he goes and pleads not guilty, and uh, has already sort of put out there to Stephanopoulos and others that uh, he's like, "Look, I, I have no problems about talking because." I'm not guilty, and I, I have all the confidence in the world that I'm not going to go to jail, and I'm not going. I'm going to be exonerated, and uh, maybe true, maybe not. Who knows? But uh, I think if somebody thought that indicting Stone was going to be a clear path to get him to snitch or do something else, it's like, a bunch of idiots. I don't think. Wrong. I mean, if you tell Wrong. that guy we're going to come mm -hmm. at you unless you do this or you better do this or else, he'd be like, Yeah, bring it on, boys. Bring it on. He likes to challenge. No, that That's his mentality. He doesn't care. Right after got he got point. fired or quit, there's multiple interviews I saw with him, and they were like, and he was back in Trump, and he's still pushing forward to him. And they were asked, they're like, why after he's been tweeting all this bad stuff about you and saying all of this? He said, yeah, it's politics. He's like, I still think he's the best man for the job. I still think he's going to make America great again, and I'm still going to back him. Hmm. And they still have conversations, kind of like old buddy calls. You know, they're still talking to each other on the phone. And, you know, that's when it comes down in the emails when they talk about Trump before. Trump doesn't email. 
He doesn't email. Never has. He, he tweets. He, he tweets. <laughs> he tweets and he writes letters. Yeah. He, he, why do you need an email? Did I just tweet it out? I just tweet it out. And I wonder. Well, you know. he, Roy Cohen. I mean, not Roy. I mean, Roy I, mean Cohen. I mean Stone. He likes to tweet, <laughs> and I guess he's been blowing up his Instagram. I haven't looked at it, but I guess he's been just bashing people from Orteza. And it just he just. I don't. I, it's funny. Right? Is he these, right? Does these he hire men? a lawyer? I'm sure he does now, right? But oh, yeah. we, well, I mean, I'm lawyer. sure we don't know him. I mean, I, mean, I don't know these. And they haven't called us yet. They haven't. Called, no, but maybe he's listening. Maybe he'll call today. Yeah, I'd I'd be happy to represent him. And if he does, it's six one four two two four six one four two. He would need the crack Ro- team. Of Robert and Robert Bushel. Robert Bushel. Robert Bushel is uh, is his, and the magistrate judge Deborah A. Robinson. Is uh is the judge that's overseeing it there? Well, she just did the arraignment. Yeah. She did what? Well, she did the arraignment. Yes, and he's got to be back at one thirty on Friday. For what? Uh, for the status hearing. Mm. Yeah. So in federal court, what they'll do first is they're going to conduct the arraignment and slash detention hearing. So uh, that's already happened, or maybe today was the detention hearing. I don't know. I th- this was the arraignment, right? He pled not guilty. Yes. Yeah, he pled not guilty. So the detention hearing probably already occurred, and he's out. And uh, that's what he was able to, that's what he said. I wasn't a flight risk. They let me sign out. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> he's like, I'm it's out so of my own recognizance. Right. Now, like, now to be, sh- to be fair, what the FBI and the government's going to say is that if we just wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to destroy any documents and, and his response to that is passport. like, it's like, listen, this guy worked with Nixon. Yes. If, if there's stuff to destroy. It's already been destroyed. It, he'd, he'd have destroyed it. Right. I mean, this is like, he smoked it in his Nixon bong. Yeah, he was proud yeah. of that. I showed that he's got he's got the largest uh, mem- Nixon memorabilia, and he's got he's no, that's my favorite Nixon bong right there. He had a couple of Nixon bongs. This guy's a character, all right. Oh, he's this should be interesting. He's, oh, he's it's going to be a roller coaster ride. This is, you this, know? Is, this is going to be very interesting. Like I said, I'd heard bits. Then the more I started looking into it, the more I started reading about this guy and what he's accomplished and how good he was at what he did. You know, starting at a young age of nineteen. To, you mean to. To, to being, you know, running the, the young Republicans at 25 yeah. to working on Dole's campaign, Reagan's campaign, Bush's campaign, you know, and this thing right here, a, let's see, I got a quote from him written down that uh, this is his uh, manifest dream that he's had since 1988. He said, hmm. I've had this dream. And that was right when, right when Trump got elected because he was there for the full run. You know, he, he, he put it all in. This was this was something that he's been thinking about for a long time. He started young. He he's almost like it. a real life Alex Keaton. Yeah. Alex, Alex P. Keaton. Hey, man. Alex P. Keaton. That was Family right. Ties, Columbus, remember? Ohio. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you yeah. know that was, they were supposed to be here in Columbus? Yeah. I didn't. You know, I learned that they had the Lazarus bags. They used to come. The whole family the show. was Democrats. He was this young Nixon lover, and oh, <laughs> in high school, and he wearing was great. suits. Oh well. So, but now he's been brought up on 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 some charges there. Well, and, and what are the charges? So here's what's going on. I mean, I guess it's 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 fascinating to me as I've watched this, and I'm not a I'm not an expert on the whole investigation from beginning to end, but I haven't yet seen anybody actually charged with a conspiracy or an actual crime or conspiracy or an agreement with somebody in Russia, somebody on behalf of Russia, whether it's WikiLeaks or anybody else, to actually commit a crime. What he's what everybody's charged with, and his is really no different are obstruction-related stuff. Lying to Congress, is, yeah, impeding lying. the investigation, et cetera. And, and five, five counts of uh, false statements, one count of obstruction, 
and one count of witness tampering. And I, I think also what we should say or what we should point out that I have noticed is that a lot of people say, well, Stone and this just proves that they were colluding with Russia during the campaign. All right. I, I agree. I mean, I think if, if you're going to accept that uh, calling up folks, if you're going to accept one, that WikiLeaks people who are dropping the dropping the bomb on the Hillary stuff um, and then getting information from them and sharing it with the Trump campaign is colluding with Russians. I mean, yeah, I mean, that happened. And but here's the thing. It's not a crime. You're allowed to do that. He didn't hack. They didn't steal the information. Yeah. I mean, they were just asking when it was going to be dropped. So really, the, the subject matter underlying this is not – now, it's politically, I think, really bad for Trump if he's actually hanging out with WikiLeaks people and Russian people and doing whatever. But at the end of the day, all he's doing is saying, let's assume that – well, let's back up. So what what he, what he they did is they, they brought in Stone and interrogated him or questioned him about this. And they told him to bring, and they asked him about communications and emails with various people. And I guess he lied. They, they pointed out like 30 texts and emails and or other things that he lied about. And it's pretty obvious that it, it's quite, it, it's really hard to deny because I guess on one, in one instance, he was asked if he had talked to this guy or had communication with this guy. He said no. And that very day he had, in fact, been texting with the guy 30 times. So, but not on oh, that I matter. You telephone but not on that, not on that matter. He had talked, but not on that subject. Yes. So, and it's in Julius that, Assange, is that how you pronounce his name? WikiLeaks? Ju- yeah. Julius I don't Assange, know. Assange or whatever. Assange. Yeah. Now, he had stated that, that he was going to be dropping this before, b- before Stone did. Yes. Yeah, so, what happens so, is WikiLeaks, let's just let's leave, let's leave all out the, all the confusing every, connections. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. rebroadcasted the news. That WikiLeaks dropped. Right. So Not what, just Stone. Yeah. Everybody did. What's going on, if we go back in time, <clears throat> is that WikiLeaks is going to drop these bombshells that every, every time you turn on your, your computer, there's another bombshell. Uh, but the, WikiLeaks is going to drop this bombshell about Hillary and emails and all the other scandal that was going on. And uh, somebody in Trump's campaign knew somebody, knew somebody, and Stone is part of that chain who had some contacts to get to WikiLeaks. And WikiLeaks was was sort of hinting or telling them or tipping them off, hey, look, we're going to drop stuff, and uh, it's going to come, and uh, here's what it's going to be. And then then Stone and others would go back and parrot that and re, re, re-disseminate the information and, and use it the way they could as part of their campaign. I think that's really going to be the worst-case scenario, politically speaking, for the Trump campaign at the time. Um, but you're right, Jared. They never actually assisted in hacking uh, anybody no. yet, or at least we haven't seen any of that oh, evidence. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, we haven't they, seen any They paid somebody to do it, or they were involved in it in any way. They don't have that now and uh, it, that we've heard, that we've seen. Yeah, and, and everybody talks about this weird passive voice quote where uh, that we were asked by a senior Trump, uh, somebody senior in his campaign asked about uh, what's going on or have somebody check into this, and everybody's saying, oh, it could be Trump. And it very well might be. Uh, on the other hand, it doesn't really, I don't know if it's, it's not a crime. It, does, it Like asking for information about when WikiLeaks is going to drop information about uh, his political opponent at that time, Hillary, I don't think he's criminal. I don't think no, that's. They're throwing a tweet or tweet gate at him yeah. is what's going on. because well, That's kind of interesting. If it's not a crime and they're investigating him for something that isn't a crime, now he's being charged with a crime for impeding an investigation yes. into Something that wasn't a crime. Correct. Everybody is doing this, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's, I, I think there's really a couple different ways you can look at this. On the one hand, if you hauled in uh, Hillary and crew at the time and asked them questions about everything, uh, I think all these, I shouldn't even make it about Hillary. If you hauled in anybody and asked them, start asking them questions about stuff that 
maybe don't want to talk about, you're going to look for ways in your head to redefine uh, what you should answer and what you shouldn't answer. In other words, well, you didn't ask me specifically about that. Like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman because he, Bill Clinton redefined what sexual relations was in his what head. What is, is. All right, and and that is. so Slick Willie. <laughs> love that guy. This is why here at the Lawyer Talk Table, we always ask for definitions before yeah. we begin a debate. What are we talking about? I mean, what do you mean by that? Now, I mean, the fact is, Roger Stone did not, in fact, say, well, I do have this other stuff that you might be interested in, but it's not really about that topic. Should I tell you about it? No. No. He, he just said, no, he I didn't. don't have those communications. <laughs> but so it, you're right, though, Bill. It's all about, it's all sort of collaterally what they did when they denied stuff. So on the one hand, they're just denying stuff that's either embarrassing or they perceive might cause them some, uh, I, I guess, adverse uh, impact in their personal world. So they don't want to bring it up and they're lying about it. Uh, and then on the other hand, there's a there's a major cover up that we just don't know yet. That could maybe, be. Or, uh, or they feel that, you know, that that he influenced WikiLeaks as to when to drop. Yeah. Because in August 2016, uh, he, he uh, Stone tweeted out that Podesta time in the barrel. And everybody's like, what does that mean? And then uh, October uh, 2016, he tweets, Hillary is done. Hashtag WikiLeaks. And then uh, October 7th, when Access Hollywood came out with the, the presidential handshake in the bus that he was talking about that he likes to mm. give, one hour later, WikiLeaks drops the 2,000 emails. Yeah. Then it goes on to where Trump, bonehead as he is quite often, goes out and speaks in front of people and is like, I hope Russians get the rest of the 30,000 missing emails. <laughs> yeah. You know, that right there, somebody should have been with the hands waving sideways, head well, shaking. This been no. going, I mean, this investigation has been going on a long time. Steve made a good point. I mean, close to you. We haven't, uh, it, I mean, a conspiracy is two or more people, and it's like if you would think that someone would be charged with a conspiracy or two people would be charged with a conspiracy I, if this was a crime. They do believe that this is covering up something underneath the pile. Everybody and thinks it, and, yeah. the, and And that's why you send in the agents to the house is to show everybody else that they might be coming to your house and to kind of put the screws and pressure on somebody, but they picked the wrong guy to put pressure on. Yeah, this guy's not going to bend. But I mean, now there will be other people, him. and they will say things that might not be full of truth to get a lesser sentence just because they're pressured. Yeah. You know, I mean, people admit to murder that didn't commit it because they've been under pressure of, of, of the sure. you know, interrogation. No, He's not going to bend, huh? No, He's, no this, this guy's not no, safe. This He's guy almost is, like Newman oh, from lie. Seinfeld when the cops knocked on the door and Newman opens the door and he has a cigarette. He's like, what took you boys so long? Oh, <laughs> so, so if you're, it, it, what's funny I've seen from the, the, the political, or and I, and I can say the people's reaction to all this stuff. If you really hate Trump, everybody sees this like we finally got him. Yeah, another step. Gotcha. I even saw some diagram where somebody drew all these faces and they, they were connecting the dots and yeah. there's Trump at the top. Uh, and then if you're on the other side and you really like Trump or you really hate the other side, you're coming up with all sorts of reasons why it's not. So I, I think right. the best thing to say is we just don't know yet. But more interesting to me is really the defense of the case and what it's all about because he's charged with what seven counts, Jared? He's got, we got seven, seven counts. We've got we've got five of the uh, five counts of false statement, one count of obstruction, one count of witness tampering. Where they said uh, I couldn't remember the name. I know that you will there. Uh, the the witness tamper that the that they're going against here is uh, it was against like person the number two. Yes, yeah, well, it's the it's the radio guy there, uh, Randy O. Credito, yeah. Randy uh, Credito, Credico, Credico. Yeah, I Credico. I Randy yeah. Credico. Yep. And he told him to uh, remember Godfather Two. 
Mm-hmm. What was it, Franco? What was the what was the guy's last name? Who's? Whenever they were sitting in the court there, he was supposed to testify oh, for Don. Yeah. That he that and he was like, ah, I used to yeah. work with his father in the olive oil business. Yes, that was a long time ago. Right. He had amnesia this time he, when he's sitting in front of the committee. He brought him over. Yeah. He, he's like, ah, you know, and so he kind of. That's what he told him. He said, Yeah, it'd be like Frank and Godfather too. Hmm. On this one right here, maybe maybe you don't remember. Maybe a little amnesia. So. It, the the question from the defense side is this: How significant are the alleged misstatements or omissions? By misstatements or omissions, so misstatements means you either lie, you tell, you just deny or lie about something that uh, that you know is not to be true. Uh, the other would be if you omit something that would be responsive to the question or relevant to the question. Both side, or but both things would require this thing called materiality. You have to do it knowingly. In other words, you have to do it with some intent to deceive, and you have to. It has to be material. So if you tell them you had eggs for breakfast when you really only had bacon, well, that's a lie. Right. But it's not material, and it's not designed in such a way uh, that would impede the investigation. So it makes it a criminal offense. As I'm reading some case law here, it makes it a criminal offense. Uh, to render a statement that one is false, two is material, three is knowingly and willfully made, and concerns a matter within the jurisdiction of the federal department or agency. To be materially false, it must have a, quote, natural tendency to influence or be capable of influencing the decision of a decision-making body to which it was addressed. We do not require the statement to actually have caused the influence um, to which it was directed, or even that the agency relied on the statement in any way. Rather, the central object of the materiality inquiry is whether the misrepresentation or concealment was predictably capable of affecting, i.e., had a natural tendency to affect the official decision. Now, anybody who understands that, give me a call because I don't know if I understand it all. But really, that's a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo to say, all right, here's the deal. If it's really important and you know it's something that they might want to know and rely on and take a different direction on when you're talking or testifying and you lie about it, well, that's material. It doesn't matter that they actually did rely on it. In fact, they may not have or may have rejected it out of hand and saw it as a lie. So that doesn't change whether it's material. It only matters that you thought it was important and you lied about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things that are important uh, in this case would be, who knows, whatever they directly asked about. Or, for instance, when he said, no, I haven't talked to that guy. I had no communication with that guy about that. Or he's thinking in his head about that. Then he's drawing that m- invisible line, and that's going to end up being his defense. Um, my understanding is he turned over a bunch of stuff and they have a bunch of stuff. So I would be arguing as a defense lawyer, and I've made this argument many times. I mean, this is our sort of rhetorical question. If he's going to lie, it would be better than this. Right. Yeah. He would lie about everything. He would cover up everything. He would have left this, this, and this out. He wouldn't give you 500 emails and then withhold 30 that really were not about nothing. He would have withheld the, he would have given you the 30 and withheld the 500. Um, that, that's sort of the argument you make. And it, it's, I sort of look at it this way. If they pick this fight with this guy, it's like, they better have it. Because he's not you going would away. Think they got to know this guy. I mean. I mean, Mueller investigation, are they saying that they're getting close to being done? That's what, that's what I hear. <laughs> that's what I hear. That's what I heard six months ago. So, you know, I, and what they think is <laughs> that they're like, why would all these different people lie? They're, they've got to be covering something up. There has to be something underneath it here. Yeah. Because the only thing they can do right now are go to the ones that are close to Trump and get them for small things. 
from the line or you said this or misinformation. Mm-hmm. I don't. So, I mean, is there something really underneath all this that the FBI did an investigation of the Trump campaign, realized that there is something going on, and uh, now they're really going after that, and we just don't know it yet? Or is it they looked and looked and looked, haven't found anything, so they took the age age old strategy of let's just go after everybody, ask them questions about everything, and when See, they lie, yeah. we'll turn the screws. My dad used to say this. He, he used to say, "Well, if you're going after the accountant, you don't go after the accountant. You go after the accountant's secretary." In fact, you don't go after the secretary, you go after the secretary's yes. son. Right. right? Yeah. So it's like you, you turn the people below and then work their way up. You know, that's that's how you do it. And whether it's that or whether they actually do have it, uh, and now this is just a bunch of collateral stuff that's emerged from it, uh, I think that remains to be seen. We don't know. I mean, I can't. These guys are big players, though. You know, they're not going after secretary's son here. It's almost like they're going after. They're going after the president. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Literally. To win, you must do everything. That's another another one of his quotes there oh, that, he, awesome. that he lives by. Including lying. And he also said, the media is one of two things, evil or lazy or both. Once you understand that, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I mean, this guy, I can't, I can't wait to see it. So Get inside of their head. That's this another is going to be interesting. Says, and, and that's what he's probably going to be doing now with his media and the way he's talking is that he's going to be getting in, into whose head, I, not, not the people's. He's going to get into the average Joe's head. That's what he's doing up there right now. That's, you know what I mean, because he does also believe that hate is stronger influence than love. So, see that. It, so if he can get it out there to be like, look how they're pinning this and they're going on it here, because he's going to start coming out with, well, on Hillary's side, they lied about this. He wants to start talking about emails. We got all kinds of people that lied and may have fibbed and said that this didn't happen and this didn't happen. And where are they at? Well, that's going to be their exactly. House, their house didn't get raided. Right. I, and I'm here. What, what's so going what's on here? So what's the motivation? Here? Yeah. Witch hunt. That's what he's going to say. He's going to say it's a witch hunt. Yeah. So if you're on the right, everybody's calling this a witch hunt. And uh, why didn't they do this to uh, Hillary and everybody else? Well, here's the fact. They didn't. Uh, so yeah. be it. But I can tell you what. Now there is a precedent set. If you say that you think it's light out when it's dusk, you're going to get indicted. Yeah. But I think the danger of this is if you start digging like this and going after people and you don't really have it and you're going to, you're going to try to turn screws on stuff that eh, it's just not that big a deal, then it's going to come back around. Chris Christie's got a new book out and he talks about it in there. He's like, there's no way. Because remember, he was on their campaign for a while. Maybe yeah. He was not. He said they were so unorganized. And they were barely getting things together. They didn't have, you know, the, they, they, they were behind. They didn't think they were going to get as far as they got. So they were not as set up. They've never ran a campaign. Trump's never had a campaign like this. He didn't have an office in, in you know, Birmingham and an office, you know, I mean, in, in West Virginia. And they had nothing together. He said they could hardly get their campaign together. What makes you think they're going to pull some black ops move with the Russians? Yeah, makes sense. He said these guys were running around like boneheads and they were, you know, far behind there. Couldn't get everything together here. I think you're giving them all too much credit. Uh, you know, I, I, I agree with that 100%. I absolutely agree with that. But here's the other thing I disagree with about that, because the implication of that is they didn't do anything wrong. Um, and the opposite very well could be true because, look, people don't commit crimes because they're really, really smart. They often do it because they're really, really desperate or they're really, really worried or they're really, really scared and smart may be part and may not have any, any part. In fact, you might argue it's dumb, you know, right. 
like even if you're really smart. But I do agree with what he's saying. If the if the allegation is some sort of high level espionage collusion, yeah. But I would think it's it's probably something different than that, if at all. It's probably something closer to opportunity was there. They jumped on it, and that is why you would see all these email chains and everything else because they didn't. They, they may not have even known better to think that this is a bad strategy to go work with WikiLeaks, a Russian, for, for, yeah. you know, a Russian <laughs> right. spy-run organization. Well, that's that <laughs> was his game. Known, that but... was his game the whole time was to find out information on people and leak it out and get it to the media. Yeah, he didn't care. So now he's got a stronger source. And it's not like they're a new source, you know. I mean, we've had problems with with with, with them leaking out information for a long time. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... and and he's got a buddy in London that happens to know somebody, and he's going through and and he's and using you... his chains to get information. And if you're the he's guy, not, he's not stealing information. He's not taking information. He's just finding information that's already out there. Yes, and he's getting maybe I think the worst of it would be he's getting advance notice on when it's going to be released without even details about what it would be. So what's the big dump? I heard some talks about that. Like the, the, there's going to be a weekly dump, they said, and and they knew about that. And uh, let's assume Trump was the one who was saying, uh, "Find that out for me." I, I don't think that's a crime. I, I don't. Now, if he said, "Find that out for me by committing other crimes," that's a big problem. Now, if they have that, that's a huge problem. Or if Trump is now saying, uh, now collaterally coming up, if if they have Trump saying, "You go lie and protect me in any hearing or trial." or stand up to them and don't say a word against me, don't snitch on me or else, well, that's another big problem. Right. Um, but short of that, it's just a bunch of smoke so far. Um, but even then, I don't even care about the political side of this. I just love the case. I mean, you've got a larger-than-life figure, like a cartoon mm -hmm. figure, with a tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back, <laughs> who's a bodybuilder <laughs> with bleach blonde that. hair, who has already admitted to being involved in all sorts of swinging and other crazy stuff, lost his, lost his fortune time and time again over, uh, has worked on some of the most world uh, significant campaigns and, and has been involved in some of the most significant events in our world's history, or at least our modern world history. And now he is indicted and very well could be going to trial. This is the equivalent. This is the functional equivalent of, of our time, the OJ trial, if yeah. this goes to trial. It Except will be, it'll it'll be, be a circus. Court. It yeah. won't be Lance Ito running the thing, but it'll, right. it, it'll, be, uh, it, it'll be a little bit uh, tighter ship, but... Man, it is, to me, this is fascinating stuff. I would love, love, love to have work on this case. Yeah. I'd love for there to be cameras. There won't be, but there'd be great to have cameras yeah, in that courtroom. I don't courtroom. know. There might they be. They won't have them in there. Now, federal court, they're, they, they're they, always they, sketch artists. Yeah. And then reporting afterwards, which is, you know, it's good and bad. You know, they, they say that preserves the integrity of the process. And, and on one hand, I agree. Uh, on the other hand, I would love to watch right. every second of this trial. Yeah. I might actually take a sabbatical and go <laughs> watch it. Uh, if it happens, now you know it could happen. Though at the end of the day, everything could just get resolved. I mean, we, how many times have we said, "Bill, this guy will never plead. He'll never plead. He'll never plead." And then yeah. he comes to us and says, "I'll take a deal. I don't right. care. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm done. Just tell. I'll take it. What? Only what? Six months? I'll do six months. Right. But uh, who knows? Um, and you know, if this guy's really broke, like he says, if Stone's really broke, like he says, what is this to him? Book material. Right. That's all this is. Yeah. You know, this is like, all right, I'm broke. I got no future because I'm never going to work on another campaign. It was the only thing I really know how to do. Hmm. Interviews. Interviews and books. Interviews and books. <laughs> right. I mean, that's it's just another. And you tell me this guy's not out hustling for that stuff? Of course he is. Of course he is. But, um, all right. Well, I think, gentlemen, this ought to be something that we follow on Lawyer Talk because irrespective of the political implications, um, 
It's interesting. It's it's an interesting criminal case. This is like the Roden case down Southern Ohio. You know, this is this has got a lot of interesting components to it that I want to follow that are beyond the the Mueller garbage and the Trump garbage and everything else. You've got a guy who will make this interesting. He he branded himself amongst the political. You know, everybody there knew him, but we didn't all know him. No, I now didn't. now. Everybody's gonna know him. Right. Now he, he, knows he's him. just for his last years, just like he's 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 KFC there, like he's Harlem Sanders. He's sixty six years old, and his face is gonna be on every bucket of chicken. Right. You know, so he's gonna be able to be out there to do the shows, the books, the yep. signings, the speaking engagements. You bet. And you know, I, I got a hunch. So if you're listening, Mister Stone, there may come a time when you go sideways with your counsel. Or maybe they aren't following up all the leads you'd like or being as aggressive as you'd like. All you got to do is call 614-224-6142. Bill and I'd be happy to represent you. I'm Jeff's not here, but I don't think I'm speaking out of class when I'd say he'd be part of it, too. He'd be part of it. I'd love Jared, it. If anyone in Central it? Ohio is doing some collusion with uh, the Russians <laughs> and you get in trouble, yeah. I would call. Yeah, any any Russian collusion, political Russian collusion cases out there, we are here to help. This is what we do. We defend people with crimes in federal court who have been indicted. I think it would be an awesome, uh, it'd be an awesome fit for our our team and our brand of criminal defense. And uh, so I'll just, I'll be careful talking about it because I don't want to conflict my way out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, we will keep following. I think. Uh, all right. I think that'll be it for Mr. Stone. You have any quotes you want to end it with, Jared, from Mr. Stone? And well, I, I, I let's see here. Uh, the only thing worse in politics than being wrong is being boring. Hmm. And with that, we will sign off. So this is Lawyer Talk off the record on the air with Roger, even the name is awesome, Roger Stone, at least until now.